Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 272 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and it's an unexpected bonus episode that me and Stu Whiffin recorded in a Greg's in Dartford this past Monday when we had to wait 90 minutes for my a windscreen to be replaced. So that's literally the whole story of this. We thought we'd do a preview of the upcoming a UFC and talk a little bit about um, the boxing from the weekend, the UFC from the previous weekend, all that kind of thing. If you're not into that kind of thing, it's fine. It's only a bonus episode, man. Chill. It's free anyway. Um, hope you enjoy next week's episode if this isn't for you. But I think you'll enjoy this. It's good fun. It's recorded on just one um, handheld Zoom, so apologies if the sound quality isn't great. But again, it's a bonus. It's free. Chill. We're brought to you as ever by speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Head there for all your, your summer goods. And patreon.com slash Pip has just had poem of the of the month where I record a spoken word poem on, on the first Monday of each month and upload it. So that it's a dollar a month to join that. Or I mean, you can pay more, but it's a dollar a month. So yeah, all that is over there. I'm keeping this brief because it's a bonus episode. Enjoy episode 271 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Stuart Whiffin of... Hardcore listing and off the beaten track fame. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. And we are rolling. So, shall we explain what's going on? We're sitting in a Greg's in Dartford. At ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, shame it's not a drunk after. I could have told the Dartford story. Yeah, you could have told the Dartford story, but we'll save that for whenever we do another drunk cast. Drunk casts are kind of on hold at the moment, aren't they? Justin Justin Sportham. Justin Sportham. Chris is living in London at the moment, which makes it harder to do. Um, We'll do the Christmas one, obviously, but um, we're doing the Pod Bible launch today in Brighton, aren't we? It's Monday that we're recording this. But on the way to Brighton, I've had to get my windscreen replaced. So we've yeah. got a spare 90 minutes. And we thought we'd do a bit of a chat about this weekend's UFC. Which is looking like a monster event. It's amazing. Um, but before that, Pod Bible's exciting, isn't it? Pod Bible's really exciting. So I've just seen... Oh, I'm with Stu Whiffin, I should oh, mention. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're about to release edition three of Pod Bible, which is the, the mag that is... Owned by uh, Pip, me, and Adam, who does lots of the artwork for the Distraction PCs podcasts. Yep, he did the artwork for he, the first one he did was Say Why to Drugs, and the way that came about was Susie posted her original artwork as a preview, and he got in touch saying, That's not good enough, is it? <laughs> and literally hit her up and said, Do you want me to do one? And he did one that looks amazing, and yeah. he, since then he's done Jason's and Films to be buried with, he does. Off the so, yeah, track. off the beaten track, yeah, of course. So, yeah, he does loads. So, he was a natural person to approach when we said we were going to set up this magazine about podcasts, right? Yeah, and it's it's essentially every other month, um, and it's just a podcast magazine. It's, it's, it's reviews, uh, reviews and, uh, and recommendations. And so, the first one, um, we had a big interview with Adam Buxton in the second one. Uh, Richard Herring. Richard Herring and Edith in this one. Edith but Bowman is the cover star of the third the yeah. third issue. All previous guests on Distraction Pieces. Yep. 
and as this goes out, the, the digital version of issue three will be out on Monday. Yeah. But the physical version will be in shops and all that kind of thing. Um, if you look on the pod, on the Pod Bible socials, I guess. Yeah, and if you do want a hard copy and you're not in Brighton or London, um, then there is a, an opportunity just to cover the postage on the website and we'll post out a, a hard copy to you as well. Yes, so that's podbiblemag.com. Yes. So that's enough Pod Bible chat. I don't yeah. know how long this will be, but I thought I'll sling it out on Friday yep. as a little bonus. Um, it's a hell of a UFC. Shall we start at the, the, the bottom of the card? Yeah, go on. So... On the prelims, obviously we won't do every fight, but I know there's a fight that you're a fan of is opening up the card, Jojo Calderwood um, against... Is this the fight past prelims? Or? Yeah, the fight past prelims, and, she, and, and she's against Caitlin Chukagagan. Chukagian, sorry. I don't know much about her. Um, she's had a, a, a few fights in, in the UFC and looked decent. 11 um, two. Eleven and two, and JoJo is thirteen and three. But she had a rough time. She, I mean, she spoke about it a bit. She had a rough time in her personal life, and it seemed to be affecting her her fighting because it affected her training camp yeah. and, and friendships and stuff there. So, but in the recent fights, she seems she's at a new camp. She seems focused, and she looks fantastic. Right? She just she just looks really fragile when you see her just carrying herself. And she's like, the quietest. She's Scottish, and she's just she's just got the quietest Scottish accent. And then that was Irish, but the, the buzzer goes, and she's a beast. Yeah, she got in her last no in the fight before last. She did a really good bum kick as part of her com- combo. Remember, she did a combo that ended in a kick in the bum because c- the person turned. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a definitive strike in any uh, martial art to kick up the arse. So it's good to have JoJo on the card. Um, We've got Eddie Wineland on the card. I've not seen him. Do you him remember fight him? For a, of course, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not seen him fight for a long time. I presumed he, he'd been dropped from UFC. He was big in the WEC days, and when they merged the WEC, they brought Wineland over, obviously Aldo, Faber, Pickett, Pickett, um, all of those guys. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, I'm sure he's been out for a while, but that's exciting. He was having base. I just remember him being one of the standouts in those Lowell. A yeah. weight classes as they brought him over the, he the one thirty five. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I don't know much about where he's been or, or why he's back even. But I mean, uh, we sh- should mention, as we mentioned, Faber. There, have you heard he's he's returning? Oh, really? He's announced he's broken his retirement. He basically he he had he fought in Polaris, I think it was recently, which is the one I've been to a few times yeah. at, um, at the O2. Is it the O2? It's at the O2. Yeah, yeah. is it the Indigo uh, Two? Indigo, yeah. yeah. Um, he fought in that in a BJJ fight, and then literally the week after it was announced, he's he's, he's got his next UFC fight confirmed against a young prospect. I can't remember his name, but yeah, that's kind of exciting and odd. What's it yeah. saying about Eddie Wineland? Just are you, are when you he looking last, up Eddie? Yeah, I'm just seeing when he last fought. If, if you open uh, his full a wiki and do his fights, yeah. Scroll still, down still and you'll just get 15. to um, mixed martial arts re- a record. So he last fought. Oh, he fought uh, last year. Yeah, April twenty second. Uh, got a unanimous decision against John Dobson. That's weird, isn't it? What are you talking about? You know, you know, you're looking. Oh, sorry, he lost to John Dobson. Uh, where's John Dobson? Yeah. All oh, right, he's fought against uh, since then. He he lost in in, in two thousand and eighteen yeah. as well. 
for some reason you were ignoring the fight above. Well, I, might, I presume for some reason that was the one that was this weekend. Um, do you think I it's mean, 2018 at the moment? Just checking that some of the people that obviously beat Brad Pickett, um, beat Scott Jurgensen. He was another uh, one that came over in that, that yeah. big WEC move. Lost to Benavides, lost to Faber. Uh, I mean, he's fought some serious, some serious players. Henry uh, Burrell, yeah. um, Eves Javine, uh, yeah, Javine, um, Brian Caraway. Yeah, he's been around a while, and yeah, I guess that's going to be an interesting one, right? It just yeah. feels like it's weird to see that he fought in 2018 several times in 2017 because I feel like he's been gone for years. But I guess he's had, had losses on the undercards, so yeah. it's not. A big thing. Um, another one on there is Angela Hill, who I'm a big fan of, um, and she's been looking great. I, I saw her. She was in the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Um, and she was causing quite a... a, a she, she was pretty outspoken on there as well. Yeah. She's great on social media. She's yeah. always... It's kind of her... And again, a weird, weird bit of news that um, Elias Theodoro's been cut. Really? He lost to Brunson. He was on like a three or four fight win streak, I think. He, he certainly got a winning record. Before, he looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he's been cut. But he's him and Angela Hill are two that, if they're on the card, it's good, but it's kind of annoying because they're really good when they're not on the card because they're great on social media. Every every event they're tweeting. But yeah, Elias is... Why have they cut him? It's that gone. makes no sense. We've just mentioned Eddie Wineman. Yeah. <laughs> who's fighting in the UFC and... It's really odd. Because he wins a lot of decisions. Yeah. So that's never popular with the the, the top brass, yeah. I guess. But um, he looks like a, a, a 1980s kind of Athena model. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with Angela Hill, go on I YouTube. You were say if you're not familiar with Athena. <laughs> if you're not familiar with. <laughs> oh, me and my brother were making this joke because at the weekend. Um, Jimmy Manoa lost a brutal knockout, but his nickname is the Poster Boy, and and Ian was round. He's like, is he called the Poster Boy because he used to work in Athena? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's two. I mean, we should, we should mention that. that. Yeah, that was a brutal was, knockout, wasn't was it? Scary. It was Terry at him level scary. It looked like he was in a bad way. I liked the is it Ratic or or Ratchik yeah. who knocked him out. Apologising his post-fight speech for celebrating because yeah. he was kind of in the heat of the moment. He was doing the signals of sh- shush, he's asleep. Yeah, and he weren't moving. It was quite no, uncomfortable. It was one of them ones where you just think, oh, I hope there's some oxygen in there. Like, yeah, because he, he, yeah, it looked, looked scary. And it was when you watched the replay, it was that beautiful sort of kickboxing style of throwing the throwing the I think he threw to the left and then he threw the kick with the left hand yeah. as well and it just followed it perfectly and, and it was shin to chin wasn't it it yeah. was on the money it was horrible I think it was Felder who said it sounds like a baseball bat yeah. just bang across the head anyway if you're not familiar with Angela Hill if you're not familiar with Athena then go and look up Athena <laughs> they there's some great posters <laughs> big one the, the tennis player scratching her bum um, classic I like the smoke I like the po- the the Pope Smokes Dope. All, yeah. all, 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 all the classic characters on one poster. Yeah, Green Day Dookie artwork poster. Yeah, um, there'd always be basically loads of like sexy posters and then a random Iron Maiden poster yeah, in, in, in yeah. the middle of it. Various kind of shots from friends. Yep. 
um, maybe the people from Friends in the image of those builders in New York on the rafter. Yes. That kind of yes. thing was was very Athena. But if you've not seen, if, forget about Athena. If you're not familiar with Angela Hill, <laughs> look up her weigh-in um, performances as such. Because at the weigh-ins, she, she normally does a cosplay of some sort. She did Dalzine from Street Fighter once. Yeah. I think she's she's done a few. She's done Sagat. So normally it's Street Fighter. And then, then when they're doing the bit where they pose for a photo, she'll m- m- move. The same as in the uh, like at the beginning, like yep. when they're bouncing from side to side before the fights. So that's good. Um, the actual prelims, there's not that much on there. There's oh no, there is. There's Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, is always good. Yeah. Um, where he's is he? I don't know where he's ranked now, but he he was probably ranked two or three at one point. He wasn't was top he? for a while, and then he had a few losses in a row. Um, yeah. It's weird because again, he's someone who was known for his kick. He became known for his striking when his striking wasn't that tight. I think I might be remembering it. Oh, this this bit wrong. I don't want to comment too badly. Um, Carolina on the card. Cavalcavic, um against Alexa Grasso. So that's two high high ranking yeah. women. Um, Aljamain Sterling against Pedro Munoz is incredibly exciting because Sterling. I think has got all the potential to be a champ. He talks a lot about not getting the fights he wants and people dodging him. Um, He's an unorthodox fighter, though, isn't he? Like, not getting the credit because he got that m- m- mad submission that there's never there's never been one in the UFC before. And then on the same night, someone else got the same submission right. and got all the praise for yeah. it. And he's like, I did it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I did it earlier this evening. But, um, yeah, I think he's great. And the good thing there is you just you get to hear... Um, Ray Longo and Matt Serra in his corner just shouting the most New York voices ever. It's brilliant. Um, but that's an exciting one. I think Pedro Munoz... I mean, again, all, we'll talk about this a bit later on as well, but all the lighter weight classes are just so stacked. Yeah. Like, Sterling, he's, he's, he's excited at the moment. Again, it's, or let's talk about it from the weekend. He's someone who had... He was smashing it, and then he had a big knockout loss, and then he's come back, tightened his game up, started to use his wrestling more, not getting lured into the the flashy stand and bang yeah. because he's a wrestler. Um, and he's come back, and it's a, it's in, in MMA. It seems to be so much about how you come back f- from a loss, whereas in, b- in boxing, as we've seen at the weekend. It's so built up that if you lose one fight, people seem to say, oh, they've been exposed, they're a fraud. And AJ has had that. So yeah. many people saying, see, we've been saying for so long he's not that good. It's like, well, no, he's young and he's lost. Yeah. He could still continue to be an absolute and, icon and, and legend. And, 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 and I mean, a lot of people have said it as well, that you look at Lennox Lewis. Look at Ali. Yeah. You know, Lennox Lewis got beaten by uh, Rackman. Come straight back, knocks him out in the next fight. Got beaten by a bow. Come straight back, knocks yeah. him out in the next fight. That's a champ. And, and yeah. I think I'm, I'm not the biggest AJ fan, but I do think that um, what has happened is is a good thing. I think like um, it, it will give him an opportunity to um, regather and come back and, and, and cement his, his status as a, as, a, as a legit champ. You know, yeah, I think he's got every opportunity ahead of him now. And what I hope this does is just kind of freeze up a really exciting heavyweight scene at the moment because yep. 
you've got Dylan White, you've got you know, people like the Boyd coming through, you've got Chisora still that, that always comes I, to bang. I think it means AJ is going to have to take some of those fights uh, rather than the constant teasing of Wilder or Fury. And now Wilder Fury 2 has been signed, or supposedly it's been confirmed, Wilder's done an yeah. announcement video saying him and Fury... 2020, I think they've said. Yeah. So, I think it's kind of good because it means that AJ for a long time has been above a lot of the domestic. Yeah. Just in the way it's been presented. Well, it's, it's that he's an international fighter. Your Chizuras, all those, they're, they're domestic. So now I think he's going to have more of those. And some of them rematches, but some of them first time. Of and, these, and all of these fighters, they're, they're, they're all ranked top five, you know. They're, they're, yeah. they're fighters that... Um, are not to be sniffed at, and, and I think they're, they're, they're all people. They're, a lot of them were probably ranked higher than Ruiz, yeah. and 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 have probably got you know just as as, as competent records as, as Ruiz. I think I'm sure Dylan White has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it, it could be really good that, it, and and also if potentially, uh, uh, what's his face uh, fights Ruiz um, Deontay Wilder, it unifies the division, yeah. which. Hopefully, would start to. I don't really understand the politics of boxing and, and, the, and the governing bodies, but all the time it's fractured. It, it, it just seemed like the, the Deontay Wilder fight versus AJ was just. It just looked like it was never going to happen. Yeah. And it felt like the Fury AJ fight was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, because of politics and and, it, and, and who's to me, with who? It does. You know, I'm not hating on AJ at all, but it did feel that Eddie Hearn was. I guess doing the right thing, which is to protect your fighter and make yep. him as much money as you can, you know, because in turn, obviously, Eddie Hearn is making as much money as he can. Yep. And that's the sport of business, the business of boxing, I guess. But I just I just think that you want to see that the fighters that everybody you are going to remember, they're going to remember Ricky Hatton because he went and fought the best, you know, didn't always beat the best, but put he, and same with yeah. Nigel Ben, these are people that the crowd love to watch fight because, and, and I, and I do think, I'm not for a moment suggesting AJ isn't chinny, I, I don't think he is. Anyone that is getting hit by a bloke that big, yeah, you, and you, that's you're going gonna to go down. That's one of the things I think that needs highlighting as well. It's been annoying that people are like, he's been beaten by some fat bloke, blah, blah. It's like, there's a, high, a fairly highly ranked bop, bop, boxer, when Jack Slack, who's my favourite MMA uh, one podcaster. One to Joseph Parker. And people argue that that was... a. a an injustice that that was a close one and he, sh- he, sh- he should have won that but equally he was a tough matchup for AJ because he's, n- he's not someone who gets stopped and tough fighters is where AJ str- str- struggles more because he knocks people out but his, his, his big matches have been where he's no- he knocks them out and moves on the matches he's struggled in is where it's, he's had to grind out a decision because yeah. he's not a grinder he's a he's an explosive um Striker. He is an explosive striker, but what, what shouldn't be overlooked about the fact that, yes, Ruiz looked like a, a flabby bloke from Banner Pub, he was more precise and his hand speed was much faster. His hand speed was Joshua. ridiculously fast, yeah. yeah he, he was beating him to the part every time that his counters were too fast for Andy Joshua. But, but that's what you, what's interesting as well is Ruiz isn't particularly a power puncher. Yeah. He's, he's a speed puncher. So, again, you look at it on paper and go, oh, that big bloke. Puncher's chance. He's caught him. He's a power puncher. He's like, no, he's not. He's Speed not. A pa- he's not got tons of knockouts. He's a. He's a grinder. Um, yeah. And anyway. Tough as hell. But what? Yeah. The the point of that was Sterling in MMA. 
losing seems far more accepted. Yeah. Um, except when it gets to, to, to the level outside of MMA. I think one of the biggest tragedies of recent years has been Ronda. Because yeah. Ronda is great and was great. And people have rewritten that as she was crap until she met good competition. It's not true. Because the people that beat her, like the good competition that she met was Holly Holm, who then lost the belt to Misha Tate, who Ronda beat numerous times. times. Yeah. It's, it's such a, 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 a misrepresentation of, of, of what actually happened and in this. to go back to the AJ thing as well, you can only beat who's put in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and Ronda beat everybody in spectacular fashion. Yeah. Before, you know, someone with a different style... And that's the, but that's again, I think so because, MMA, because she think? was so built up and so outside of MMA, it did mean that, that when she lost, people were like, oh, she's done, mm. in the way they do in boxing. And that's not the normal way in MMA. Yeah. In MMA, it's far more regular that, oh, you've lost, cool, you'll uh, come back. I, I, think, I mean, we mentioned Matt Sira earlier. Yeah. He beat George St. Pierre, the best of all time. Yeah. George came back, destroyed him. But yeah. still, George had that loss. It didn't mean that George isn't an icon yeah. and a, a legend yeah. now. I posted about this online and someone was saying how everyone has... All the greats have three comebacks in them. M- more than that, and they're done. And I argued, because instantly, I was like, without even researching it, Robbie Lawler had ten losses on his record b- b- before yeah. he won the World Weight Belt, yeah. defended it in arguably the best fight in MMA history yeah. against Rory. Rory. It's like you can't say that in MMA it is it's you have wins and losses. You're in a game where you're going in against experts punching each other. And I think you know, <laughs> you're gonna lose at and some I, point. And I think that that's, that sums up the, the weekends of, of, of boxing and people. You know, you, I, I think you in heavyweight boxing, you or in any boxing, if you're getting hit by skilled fighters on the button. You're gonna go and sit on your ass. Yeah. You can't help that. That's just that's science. That's you know the yeah. physics of of, of of the body. And 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 I guess it's it's unfair to just you know hate on him for that. And I'm, you know it's I'm, interesting what you've said there because you've said in heavyweight boxing and it, it translates because we've said earlier in this discussion that the lighter weights in UFC are the most stacked divisions. It's because you don't have that kind of the ease of which to write someone off. Um, the fact that Stipe defended the heavyweight belt more than anyone else in the history of the UFC he defended it three times that's not loads but at heavyweight is that and, true? I did not know that yeah yeah, he defended it more at three it might be four but it was he, he, he took over Kane yeah it was Kane Velasquez um, that's crazy but speak, and that highlights yeah it highlights that at the heavier weights it's why like everyone and and Garnu lost, and everyone's like, he's crap. Yeah. Now he's had a few wins. It was like, yeah. he's a beast again. It's like, yeah. that's how it should be. You should have that. Definitely. You can lose, you can come back. But speaking of heavyweights, kicking off the main card is a, bl- a black eye Ivanov against Tire Tuivasa. Um, and again, it's just, that's just big blokes having a swing. A Tire Tuivasa, I think, is great because he's not that technical. He's just a big, tough New Zealander who does. He got a famous Reebok has made him a, a shirt that has him doing a shoey on it, yeah. where he drinks a can of beer out of a shoe. Um, he's just a lad, uh, and that's kind of nice. And hits like a truck. Yeah, hits like an absolute truck. Um, but that's the that is the heavyweight division a lot more. Yeah, com- com- completely um, built not too dissimilar from Ruiz. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's got he's got a, he's got a belly on him, but he's. Uh, 
he's a monster, and uh, and and I, I always get excited watching him fight. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, he's just a good bloke as well, and that's always exciting. Um, yeah. But moving up the card because we're getting into the meat of why this is a hell of a main card. Um, Jimmy Rivera, who who has been smashing it at one thirty-five. I think he retired. Faber, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could be remembering that. Are that wrong? But he's against Peter Yan. No, who... did, did, did Faber not retire on Brad Pickett? No, because Pickett retired in London. I don't know. We, yeah. uh, Rivera was, was definitely one of the ones who, who stopped Faber yeah. on that last run to a title opportunity. Uh, but Peter Yan is one of the people I'm most excited about yeah. in mixed martial arts in general. His style. Who's his last fight against? I can't think, but he looked amazing. Yeah, his it style was, is. It was, it it, was devastating. You, you kind of. It's got. The technique is flawless, but the pace of it is just unrelenting. And yeah. you're watching, thinking at some point he's got to s- slow down. So if you're looking at this card and seeing the three fights above this. You're right to be excited about them, but that is all the potential to be the fight yeah. of the night because Peter Yan, he's he's a future absolute superstar. Are you going to look up who he... Um, yeah, his last he, fight was. He's only had two in the UFC, I think, and he just looks... Again, it's it's the fact... It's it's exciting when someone is so, so technical and so... It's, 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 it's so intelligent in there. His ring cutting, his footwork... His footwork was the main thing. His footwork is just... Absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, and, J- and Jimmy Rivera has obviously smashed a load of absolute beasts as well. Um, I'm, I'm letting you look up John Dodson. Oh, Dodson, yeah. Yeah, and he looked amazing, right? Yeah. Who, who gets to out footwork and outspeed John Dodson? Or yeah. more sp- speed, but he just w- worked him. That was a hell of a fight. Yeah. Um, and Rivera is, is coming off a unanimous decision lost to Sterling but then he beat Dodson before that but lost to Marlon Marias before that but yeah Dodson uh, sorry Rivera if you're thinking oh, I don't really remember him he's beaten Marcus Brimage Pedro Munoz who we were talking about earlier Iray Alcantara Uriah Faber and Thomas Almeida and John Dodson so you know this is this is the top of the, the food chain. So, yeah, <clears throat> hugely exciting. And next up is the fight that I've got most excited about on the announcement and then got progressively more depressed about every time I think about it more is Cowboy v. Ferguson. And what's, the reason... Because they both deserve a title shot more than anyone else in that division and they're going to be eliminating each other from the title shot. Ferguson... So, so who's got the title? So... There's two title holders. There's right. Khabib Nurmagomedov and yeah. Dustin Poirier. So Poirier's uh, got he's interim. While, yeah. while he's suspended or whatever. Yeah, so they're, they're going to fight. And Poirier and, and Nurmagomedov, I rate both of them. Neither of them have fought and beaten as good people as Ferguson has. Ferguson got his interim title and then he got stripped when he got a freak injury. He didn't do anything wrong. He was doing promotion for the UFC. His r- r- route to win that. And, and, and Nurmagomedov, I rate, but he's he won the belt by beating um, Ally Quinta. Yeah, who's a good little fighter, but he's not. He, he was just top that, ten. Uh, last, last was was last minute, right. yeah. Um, and 
Before that, he'd fought... So he's fought two people in the top ten, as far as I can remember, which is crazy. As Again, I rate Khabib, but Ferguson... It's just ridiculous. Ferguson. Go all the way back to the start of his run. It's ridiculous. So his run is... Right, so let's... I mean, let's just go off his, his win streak. Okay. Because he's got the longest win streak in the in the uh, right. company. Danny Castillo, yep. uh, Abel Trujillo, uh, Gleason Tebow, yep. uh, Josh Tr- Thompson. Tr- Tr- Josh Thompson, another one from the WEC. No, he was strike force, wasn't he? Barbosa. Barbosa, Lando Venato was an amazing fight. Yeah. Uh, Sutton by Cho. Uh, Rafael R- De Santos. R- RDA, Kevin Lee and Anthony Pettis. All absolutely amazing. And, and the Anthony... This one was the the bastion of mixed martial arts because it was on the card where C- Connor and Khabib fought, and then they had a big brawl outside, and it was all in, in, embarrassing. Whereas Pettis and Ferguson such, had such a, a fight of the fight yeah, amazing fight. They were bloodied and beaten. The corner stopped it, which is great because it shows that it's not just a blood sport. If yeah. your fighter's out, he's out. Um, they hugged at the end. It was, yeah. Incredible fight, that. Absolutely incredible. So, no fight. one d- deserves a proper title shot more than Ferguson, other than maybe Cowboy, who's got the most wins in UFC history, the most fights in UFC history, the most n- knockouts in UFC history, the most f- fight night bonuses in UFC history. And right when it felt like his career was over, he's had a kid whose actual name is, no, his middle name is Danger. He's given his kid the actual middle name Danger, and that's re-motivated him. And Dad Cowboy is on a streak and looks the best he's ever looked. Well, let's have a look talk about some of his streaks, right? And, uh, right, so before he lost to Nate yep. at UFC 141, he'd already beaten uh, Oliveira, uh, Dennis Seaver, uh, Paul Kelly. Then after the loss to um, Nate, he comes back, beats Jeremy Stevens and Melvin Gillard. Then loses to Pettis, comes back, beats Noons, yeah. loses to Rafael Dos Anjos, then comes back, beats Evan Dunham, Martins, Edson Barbosa, Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, Miles Dury. Miles Dury fight, one of my favourite fights. Yeah. Benson it's Henderson. It's fuck you kicks, as yeah, called amazing. Him. Uh, John McDessie. Then he lost again to Rafael, comes back, beats Alex Oliveira, beats Patrick Cote, beats Rick Story, beats Matt Brown with a head kick. Yeah. Then he has a loss... He has three losses on the bands. Yeah. Uh, um, Jorge Masvidal, uh, Robbie Lawler. It was Lawler. a close decision with Lawler, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, and, and Darren Till, obviously. Yep. Um, comes back, beats Medeiros, loses to England's Leon Edwards, then comes back, beats Mike Perry, Alexander Hernandez, and now I Quinter. And now he's back there fighting. Yeah. Tony for the. Uh, and I mean, they're both fighters who will, who always have exciting fights, even where you see decisions on that record. They're exciting yeah. decisions. So. It's a dream fight, but the thing that I said, that's why like, when it was announced, I was like, thank fuck. And again, the fact that Cowboy was potentially again being lined up to fight Connor. Yeah. But then went, well, if, if Connor ain't about, I'm not waiting. I want to fight. And again, yeah. he's aware he's getting older. He's always been, been, been someone who wants to fight, but even more so Is now. There, he's, has there been any, you're, you're far more on, on point with all the forums and whatnot. Is there any word on Connor? No. Off. People I know who know his people, they all expect Connor to be arrested at some point for one of numerous things that are rumoured and doing the circuits and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Connor, he's fought once in the last three years and he lost. 
I don't really care. It's, yeah. it, it, I loved him, but it's not that relevant at the moment, in my opinion. Um, so Khabib is back when? Khabib is fighting, I think he's back in October, or maybe September, October, November, so him and Poirier will be fighting then. Yeah. But yeah, this is just going to be a hell of a battle. And Tony, obviously, have to mention, he's gone through a lot of mental health issues recently, so it's hugely exciting to see him seemingly in a good place. Yeah. To see that the UFC supported him through all that and kind yeah. of said, look, you're struggling, take some time off, get your head together, and yeah, have given him support. So yeah, it's just an incredibly exciting fight because it's two fighters who we're going to put mm. on a hell of a scrap, but it's depressing because it's two fighters that I think deserve that big payday title shot more than anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, why don't they just make it for another interim belt? Yeah. <laughs> just give rim. them another interim. <laughs> interim, interim. Um, Khabib may never come back. Who knows? Um, yeah. So then, in the co-main event, is, is Valentina Shevchenko of Jessica I. Mm-hmm. It's a good scrap. Um, great scrap. I has earned her way back to that kind of t- t- title contention. Yeah. It's, it's a looser one. It's, a, it's, 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 a, it's one of the new divisions, isn't it? I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a new division, so they've not got tons of options. They've not got many who have fought at that weight class. You're fighting a... It's a 125, a fighting at 135. So, yeah. I'm sure that'll be a good scrap. Yeah, Shevchenko, I think, uh, he's, he's always fantastic to watch fight. Yeah. I think he's, he's an absolute beast. Absolute beast. Yep. So that'll be good. And then the main event is, is Henry Cejudo every Marlon Marais, which is hugely exciting because I think Henry is another example of learn from your losses and develop, right? I, I know you're not a fan of him. You think no, he's a bit cocky. I think he's but, a bit um, a dick, yeah. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does he ever mention that? <laughs> yeah, it comes up every now and then. He wears them. <laughs> he's like gl- glassen. Um, he's a gold medalist in wrestling, yet he's one of the best strikers. He's de- developed his karate style of striking that when he first got a title shot against um, Demetrius Johnson it felt early and he got exposed and then he went away and got some wins came back and took the belt off of, of DJ and, and sent DJ out of the out of the, the organisation it, it was tight but I I would have loved to have seen a trilogy yeah because I did feel it was tight but it was in no way a robbery I think I had a Cejudo winning as I said it was dead tight but considering how untight every other fight DJ's had in yeah. recent years has yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fair play. He, he beat him. I, there is always that thing of you need to beat the champ to beat the champ. Yeah. You know, if it's a tight decision, it should stick with the champ. Not really. It's a technical sport. Yeah. You should you shouldn't have emotions or who yeah. who each fighter is. Um, but Marlon uh, Marias is one that's just on a tear and hugely yeah. exciting. Um, been beating people left, left, right and, and centre. It feels like he's been and held he's out of the title shot for ages, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. It's that thing every time every time a king is is gone, it opens up a division, particularly yeah. a king like DJ who'd beaten everyone. Yeah. I love DJ, 
but it's kind of exciting now he's gone if they keep the division of course yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, exciting yeah. now he's gone because it's like right now there's all these people yeah. who can so, fight for it just moving away from that fight quickly so uh, Demetrius Johnson literally lost that fight and then he's gone to he went to, to, to one FC all right. did he lose there as well he lost he lost in his first fight as did Sage as did Eddie Alvarez yeah in fact did Demetrius lose I think Alvarez and Sage lost I'm not Sage sure if Demetrius in, in with an oh, awful knockout yeah like, but uh, against like a legendary kickboxer yeah. it was kind of everyone because again outside of the UFC you don't know who people is that, are is that the, 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 the is is that that a, a, no just quickly he didn't lose DJ went over and won his debut in oh, 1FC right. so he's had one loss he's, he's, is that where Benson's fighting there no Benson's in Bellator. He's still in Bellator. Uh, so Demetrius, chance again, it's worth highlighting, his loss against Cejudo is his only loss in the last eight years. One before that? Who was that? Dom Cruz. Before that? Before that, Brad Pickett. His his first loss was against Brad Pickett, former guest of the Hardcore Listing podcast. A really nice fella. But yeah, so it's kind of exciting. You know what? I thought I thought he'd beaten Marlon Marais, but they'd never they'd never give a Marlon the shot. Who's Marlon's um, recent scouts been? So Marlon has done amazing. So he's a similar one. Let's have a look. Actually, he's also had one loss in the last uh, since two thousand and eleven. So. He was in World Series of Fighting, which I think is what is now... No, that's now the PFL. Um, so Marlon came up to the UFC and lost to, 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 to Rafael Sanchao, yeah. who's amazing. Sancho, he's yeah. one of the best of all time. Um, since then, he's beat John Dodson, who we've talked about mm-hmm. being great. Aljamain Sterling, who's on this card, yeah. who we've talked about being great. Aljamain Sterling is against Jimmy Rivera, who's great, who he beat after Aljamain, and then he beat a, a Rafael Asuncao and submitted him. And Asuncao doesn't yeah. get finished very often. So his four-fight win streak is Dodson, Sterling, Rivera, and Asuncao. Legit. That's four top ten. Yeah. Probably all top five at the time he fought them. Yeah. So, and all of them... Oh no, the Dodson one was a, a split decision. His original loss to a, a Sunshell was a split decision. So, um, yeah. Legit he, he knocked shot. out Aljamain Sterling, he knocked out Rivera, and he submitted a Sunshell. That's going to be a hell of a scrap. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a stacked card. That main card, it's always, you know, it's a good one. Or when you look at the fire pass prelims and you see someone you know of on, yeah. or excited to see, yeah, like exactly. Jojo, yeah. and then the, the main prelims, every fighter's got at least one person in there that yeah. you're that you're familiar with. Yeah, with, with the, the Sterling in there, with Carolina in there, with all these good fighters. So I think we should um, just touch on um, something that, that that happened at the end of this weekend's event mm-hmm. that's just gone, which was. Um, uh, Gustafsson retiring yeah um, I mean first of all mad props to um, Smith yeah because he looked amazing it, I it, thought it, he looked it, fantastic I thought what Gustafsson has always had is 
He's always he's a bit herky jerky and unusual style, but he's always been so accurate and technical. And where he's lost in the past is when it's a rumble or a Cormier or somebody who's wrestling him or just yeah. slugging him. Smith went out there and was just so technical. His his footwork in cutting off the ring yeah. was beautiful, and it did mean that there was a few times that when Gustafsson did bob and weave and step out, it was poetry. Yeah, but. Smith put on an amazing performance against one of the most technical or intelligent light heavyweights in recent years. And tough. And tough. And and he finished him. And Gus, he hung it up. And yeah. to be honest, it felt a right to me. I love Gus, but he's kind of retired a few times recently. He's yeah. talked about he's only up for a Jones rematch, and then he had that, and he yeah. lost it. And yeah. I don't know what's other than if he's if he's got money in the bank. Yeah, I can't see if he's not got the the, the desire to fight. Then good luck to him. Enjoy, then why enjoy would it. you? Again, right. I think more people. It's fight fans are greedy fuckers at times. Yeah, I think any time a fighter has got a viable out, I would like to see them take that out. Yeah, if yeah, they've yeah. not got hurt, they've not got more damage. It's always a good thing. Brendan Schaub is the kind of easier example. Yeah. It's not like he was ever a title shot guy, but he found an out, and yeah. it's a great thing. He's 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 done it. GSP is an example yeah. of someone who went. I'm done. I think I've yeah. made a lot of money. I don't see why I would keep doing yeah. this. Before his kind of comeback, he was starting to take more yeah. damage than he previously had. That's a good time to walk away. Gustafsson's, an, I mean, aside from being an MMA legend, he's godlike in his home country, mm. isn't he? The sad thing about Gustafsson, and I think Cormier or Jones or someone called him out on it when they were having their beefs back and forth, is he's always going to be most known for the fights he lost. Yeah. His best fights were the brawls with John Jones, which arguably he won, but as history records it, yeah. he lost. That Cormier fight was an absolute yeah. storm. Um, he, he gave both of them the test they've never had anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame to see him go out on a loss. His last fight in, in, in Sweden was that amazing one against Teixeira where he did, was it four uppercuts in yeah. a row and then yeah. a straight and just yeah. put him to sleep? But yeah, absolute a, a legend. Great fighter, a rangy fighter who could use his range. Which Good ambassador for the sport. Great ambassador for the sport. He bought it. He headlined in his home country yeah. when they wouldn't have had fights saw, in his home country. Him, we see him at the O2. Yeah, yeah we saw him at the O2 and yeah. I got a, a photo with Eric from True Blood because he was did. there because he's a fellow did. countryman <laughs> and I was all excited <laughs> because Alexander Skarsgård is gorgeous. He was. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that's a good one to mention. At the end, there. I yeah. think that's kind of all the all the news that we need to cover, right? I the card so. looks amazing. It's on BT Sports and Fight Pass. This isn't a, sp- a sponsored episode, but if they ever want a sponsor, holler <laughs> at your boys. Um, and now we're going to go and collect my car and hand out Bibles. Bibles in Brighton. So we're doing shop shop drops in Brighton and handing out at the st- the station. But the shop drops, we will post where they are. On the Pod Bible socials, so if you're hearing this and you're in Brighton, you want to grab one, you'll know where to go. We'll also do the st- station and, sh- and shop drops in London, and we'll post there and let you all know 
but as I said, there's the two previous digital versions are online with some great interviews, and then yeah, this one will be online on on, on Monday. Um, and if you like MMA, you've got some back catalogue yep, stuff, right? I've had, had Rory McDonald on hugely relevant one with him speaking of retiring recently, saying his heart isn't in it. I spoke to him when he was off from fighting. And he spoke about how much he was into the stock markets and, and stuff like that. So, you know, he spoke like a man who didn't feel like beating people up. But, yeah. again, he's, he's, he's readdressed that in recent times. But, yeah, so I've had Rory. I've had Dan Hardy. Um, Probably one of my favourite episodes of your podcast. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He's been on twice now, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, had some, some good ones on there. Goddard. Mark Goddard, in my opinion, the best ref in the game. Absolute legends. So, yeah, some really great episodes if you want to go in. Michael Venom Page. MVP, who, he's another one that's, that's, that's reacted great. He's had his first loss. Um, he had a lot of haters beforehand, and everyone has done the, the same thing. He's been exposed. Yeah. I spoke to him the night he lost, and his mindset was amazing. Yeah. He messaged saying, you know what? I was going to lose at some point. I'm more, I'm more motivated than ever I love haters I love proving them wrong and coming back and going here's what I can do yeah. it's like if I was going to lose to everyone I want to lose to Lima because he's a gentleman Yeah, he's a a real pro and a great fighter so yeah MVP episode was a great one so that's worth a listen as well and I'm going to get some shameless plugs in as well so if you like your UFC on Hardcore Listing Podcast, we did sit down with the aforementioned Brad Pickett, Chris and I, and had a chat, and it was just after he'd retired at the O2, yeah. um, which was quite a, a, an emotional affair to watch that. Um, and if you like your scrappers, I know we, we spoke about Anthony Joshua earlier, then there's also an episode of Chris and I sitting down with former world heavyweight champion of the world, Frank Bruno, um, which is worth a, a listen. We talk about Frank's growing up and his, his struggles with, with, with um, well-being, and, and 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 what he's up to now. And, and I mean, outside of guests, you also recently have had top five boxers that you like to to, to watch. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. one for fight fans because you go back and forth on yeah. some amazing moments in boxing history and, and stuff like that. Coming very soon. We're recording it in a couple of weeks. Um, former guest of Screwy's Pips, Stuart Roberts, who is the main guy behind Haircuts for the Homeless, he's coming to do top five UFC fights. Amazing. Well, thank you all very much for tuning in. And thank you, shout out to Greg's in Dartford. They, they, they had stock of, the, of the, the vegan sausage roll, which is often hard to get hold of. I mean, we didn't grab one, but I did note it. So, yeah, um, I'll see you all another time. Enjoy the fights. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was a bonus episode. I'm not going to ramble on. There's not much to tell you. It's a bonus. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the fights at the weekend. Um, I'll see you on Wednesday. Ta-ta.